You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for June 9th, 2017. It's not safe for work. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Cornfield Resistance, where we need loyalty. We expect loyalty. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hi there. Hello there. Welcome my little week. Uh, just fishing, basically hanging out, whittling, <laughs> doing a little uh, lighthouse cleaning. You know, we're, re- we're preparing for a road trip and... Uh, very short order, so we haven't yeah. had time to pay much attention to current events. No, that's uh, not true. So we're so sorry. No, that's uh, not true. We are we are uh, taking a half show break this week, yes. so you're only going to get half a show, but we'll make it up to you. And uh, we are going to go see my dad and my sisters and uh, other family, and uh, have we have a house sitter looking after the kitties, so we're in good shape there. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, wish us safe travels, and we'll be back next week. So it's just a weekend trip, but need to go see my sisters. So yeah, need need to see family, and uh, so thirty minutes this week, right? Thirty minutes, or you lose a finger, drift glass. I'm serious. Okay, jeez. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I bit your head off last week. Apparently, that was. Scared, I scared some of our listeners last week by screaming at you so much. Scared them into contributing. <laughs> Which a I little think bit, is awesome. yeah. Some of them yeah. did. We we got had some really nice letters from people. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about how to stay sane, but huh? then we heard the Comey testimony. We're like, oh well. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, why don't we just get into it and have sure. you just read our notes from top to bottom? All right. Uh, you read three, and then I'll read three. How about that? Well, the first, the, our first cluster is is really the hearings. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. um, th- there's a lot that went on today, and we should probably talk about that at, that at some length. We so, are we are recording on Thursday. Yeah. Um, Literally, right. the hearing, the Comey hearing ended like 20 minutes ago, half yeah, an hour ago. Half an hour ago. So and so we are recording on Thursday. Um, so let's just let's go through the the B list stuff, the yeah, stuff below the below fold. that, and then we'll talk about the hearing and and all that. While you were busy, uh, the House Republicans voted to gut Dodd Frank protections of the financial industry. So there's that. Uh, also, while you were busy, Senate Republicans snuck off to bum rush a Trump Care uh, bill through and got Medicare Medicaid rather. Uh, so that's why you weren't paying attention. While we were all busy doing other things, President Stupid dropped lie heap completely from the budget. That's the uh, heating assistance package. It serves 6.7 million poor Americans, uh, keeps them from freezing in the winter. And here in Illinois, over 330,000 people will be left in the cold next winter if this budget is allowed to stand. Um, James Comey, in other news, told Jeff Sessions he did not want to be left alone with Donald Trump. Don't make me sit with him. Jeff Sessions offered to resign, apparently, after a series of heated exchanges with Donald Trump which uh, good for him, uh, evil person. James Clapper came out of left field to to point out that Watergate pales in comparison to the Trump-Russia scandal. Eric Trump piped up this week, one of the little Trump boys, to note that Democrats are not even people. You want to take a few of the rest, Blue Gal? Yeah, um, I wanted to say, in addition to that, on Jeff Sessions, uh, Jeff Sessions has uh, refused 
to he declines to testify before the oversight committee on withholding documents. Uh-huh. Uh, he he will be called to testify before the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently under intelligence committees, uh, he has declined to do so. So we will see what happens when the uh, special counsel decides to have him come in, because uh, apparently he can't say no to him. So, uh, you know, this it's interesting that you can say, well, I just, you know, I, I'm just not going to do it. And and Carl Rove did the same thing. Now, uh, on the rest, the rest of our list, I will continue. Uh, Trump's pick for FBI director was announced on Twitter uh, even before Donald Trump let the White House communications staff know who his pick was, uh, Neil Cavuto's gag reflex kicked in. <laughs> I like the way you put that. For just uh, about a minute, yeah. Yeah, he said, Mr. President, it's not the fake news media that's your problem. It's you. It's your tweeting. It's not just your tweeting. It's your scapegoating. It's your refusal to see that sometimes you're the one who's feeding your own beast and acting beastly with your own guys. Mm-hmm. He's worried about his tax cut. Yes. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. The least offensive thing President Stupid has done is uh, shift money from Eric Trump's kids' cancer charity into his business. Uh, he actually uh, started to to bill the cancer charity for the use of the golf course. Um, we're giving this crap away for free. Forget about no, it. No, yeah, and and this is somebody who you know brags constantly about his net worth, and he doesn't have the money to donate to the use of his existing golf course. All right. Uh, reality winner <laughs> proves yeah. that Kurt Vonnegut and Mark Twain are uh, in a competition to write this thing and give the game away. And they're yeah. trying to see how far they can push it, push the storyline before somebody will go, oh, look, it's Kurt Vonnegut up there writing. <laughs> and so, and so, far, so far, we're the we're the only ones and a couple of smart people on Twitter. We're the only ones noticing that. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. reality winner uh, leaked to uh, the intercept. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because I like Greenwald free podcasts. Yes. <laughs> you go Other right. than it, it blew back on her real fast. Yeah, well, and and certain news outlets pointed out to her that uh, they would not have treated her that way. So um, that there's that. Okay. And she's she's in big trouble. And um, that's unfortunate. But but uh, the Washington Post offered any other uh, people that wanted to leak uh, solid information about um, the Russian attack on our election system that uh, they would protect their sources. And uh, she was not very smart in that she printed out things and folded them and uh, the printer gave her away. And everybody should know that your printer gives you away. Mm-hmm. Uh, your printer and your copier um, are not anonymous. Okay. No. You want to go on with the next part of the list? Oh, sure. Uh, apparently, uh, Vlad the Elector, uh, the guy who uh, ran our elections, uh, the attack on our election system by Russia was actually much bigger than originally reported. They actually mm-hmm. hacked into software. They didn't hack, as far as anyone knows yet, actual election vote total counting machines, but they uh, hacked registration machines and other and, uh, software, uh, which is way bigger than anyone has ever hinted at before. That was the document that Reality Winner leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Pruitt, uh, just because he can do this now, uh, lied about the number of coal jobs that have been added since President Stupid began. Uh, he said it was 50,000 new coal jobs. Brand- and he was indignant about it. 50,000 new jobs. No, you heard me. 50,000. He was off by 49,000 jobs. But 
lying doesn't matter anymore. If you're if you're a member of the Trump administration, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, speaking of which, Donald Trump took credit for a $110 billion arms deal to Saudi Arabia that actually began in the Obama administration. Also, there is no arms deal. It was just a bunch of letters saying that maybe someday, yeah, we'll think about buying your shit, but we haven't done it yet. Also, the Saudis haven't even paid their last bill off to us yet. So again, for the last arms deal that's not paid for. Yeah. So just uh, a lie on top of that. But I have a question, Drift Class. I have a question uh-huh. about that. Did Jared get his finder's fee? That's a good question. I'm betting he did. I'm betting he did okay. <laughs> I'm betting he did. I'm betting he did. He gets a he gets a piece of that orb, no matter what. <laughs> he gets a slice of that orb. Um, and then there's, of course, the ongoing confusion in the people who purport to speak for President Stupid. Because Sean Spicer is over here saying that Donald Trump's tweets are official statements. While Kellyanne Conway and Gorka both say that the tweets are just things. They're just words just in the social air. Social media, that's just, all. Yeah, it's just ignore them. So, and that this makes me ask the question: Chris Ray, who was uh, announced on Twitter by Donald Trump to be his nominee for FBI director, does that mean he's only the nominee of of FBI Twitter <laughs> or Twitter FBI? Does he have to be confirmed by the Twitter Congress or the Twitter Senate? Can you Twitter filibuster it? Uh, these are questions that I, I, I would be asking if anyone ever invited me to the White House and called on me, which is never, ever, ever going to happen. Also, just as a reminder where we are on the timeline, it has been less than one week since Donald Trump tried to destroy NATO by deliberately omitting the section of his NATO speech supporting Article 5. You know, the mm-hmm. part where, where we come to each other's mutual defense. That was not an accident. He and the State Department worked out the speech very carefully and included a sentence that said exactly that. And he fucking decided not to say it on purpose mm-hmm. because he's a monster. He's a fucking monster. And everyone that works for him is either a thug or a lunatic or an opportunist or a monster to right down the low. So where does that leave us, Blue Gal? Uh, we have to talk about uh, Donald Trump deciding to privatize the air traffic control system. That's exciting. Uh in what was an imaginary bill signing. Yes. Uh, there that. is no bill. There is no bill passed. There is no law passed. Uh, Donald Trump was surrounded by lawmakers. I mean, this this isn't even Vonnegut anymore. This isn't this this isn't Emperor's New Clothes stuff. This is insane. Yeah. It's, well, it's he, ma- it's he was make-believe. surrounded by lawmakers, and uh, Mrs. McConnell was there, yes. uh, applauding. Just beaming, just and beaming, just so beaming, proud. yeah, and so and designing a decision memo and a letter to Congress outlining his principles to give away the sky right. and privatize air traffic control. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the Washington Post said winning congressional approval could still be an uphill battle for Trump. <laughs> But I signed something. I signed and I it. I showed it. And it was, I it, it, it was in the uh, the East Room. So I, it's official. I look, I, the, I showed it to the camera and Mrs. M- uh, McConnell smiled at me like like I did good. Yeah. And then they gave me uh, two scoops and some cake. So I know it's a law. It's two Liars. scoops. Yeah, right. And he did make a statement that was clearly written by, you know, a staffer got a sentence in front of him that he could read. About uh, taking care of veterans and making streamlining the veterans affairs and the veterans hospitals so that our vets could have the best possible care with the least amount of bureaucracy. That's great. Who doesn't want that? And everybody wants that. And uh, Trump's that reading that sentence got a standing ovation. And Trump's reaction to the standing ovation was, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And and 
really not understanding that this isn't about you, dude. You know, and and uh, then uh, there's another thing I don't think Trump did read uh, this week, and that was a letter that congressional Democrats sent to him. Well, um, on paper. Yeah. See, here's the problem. He didn't uh, have his name in every paragraph, and it wasn't <laughs> it short. Was a picture. Have pictures in. He didn't it. have a picture. No, it was it was a two page paragraph letter. But the last paragraph was, in short, use of executive privilege to block Mr. Comey's testimony would be a mistake. We caution you that it would fail on the merits. We also warn you that the public would likely and perhaps rightly view the decision as additional evidence of obstruction of justice. Yeah, well, he's new at this, Blue Gap. <laughs> and you have Paul to Ryan explain says these things. Yeah, and so did so did uh, Marco Rubio. Was, you know, this is just somebody who's not used to politics, right. uh, trying to make a deal for a friend of his. And, uh, and, then, and then the cherry on the top of the Sunday was Paul Ryan today. Yeah. Saying that if this was President Hillary Clinton, no, we would not be impeaching her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, you would not be impeaching her because you would have impeached her back on January 21st. You've already impeached her nine <laughs> times. You can yes. only impeach her nine times. And then she then she's been super impeached and then she's gone. Right. Yeah. And, so, and this is, this is, I have a question, Blue Gal. Yeah. Who is Paul Ryan talking to? I have no idea. That is the thing. That really is. He's talking to someone in the Beltway media who asked him the question. He's talking to Chuck Todd. Yeah, yeah. So, he's talking to the base. He's talking yep. to the, the reprogrammable meatbags who really do believe that Hillary Clinton uh, is a serial murderer and oh, would have yeah. gotten away with all of this stuff. She did get away with all of it. She, no one... she violated, I have read on Twitter this week, that she violated the emoluments clause herself. 80 to 100 times. Maybe 200, maybe a million. 200. And uh, also that um, I, I got called an idiot in all capital letters with exclamation points more than once this weekend for talking about um, air pollution. And uh, apparently air pollution is a good thing now. And I, I, I finally I did a Photoshop of the Republican elephant with a gas mask on with Trump Pence in the background, because it really was people on Twitter. And, and you say this, some asshole on Twitter, there's yeah. lots of assholes on Twitter. And they were, they were arguing uh, with personal insults and hurling, you know, virtual tomatoes and being angry with lots of exclamation points. Sure. That anyone who argues for clean air is a libtard. Is a communist libtard. Is a libtard. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so uh, we're not allowed to argue for clean air anymore because right now that's a battleground mm -hmm. and you fight for your guy and your guy is Trump and Trump doesn't like pa the Paris Climate Accords. It is a cancer that they have inside of them yeah. uh, that feeds off of their uh, anger and need for importance. Mm -hmm. And and not to get to, you know, where I'm diagnosing conservatism. I'm not interested in doing that. No. But the, but how it presents itself is important. And it presents itself with the same statistics, the same fake statistics over and over again. Uh, you know, of it costs this many billions of dollars. It costs this much so-and-so. Uh, it's going to it's going to cost us for 130 years. It's going to cost us X, Y and Z. And I just sent out on Twitter of uh, YouTube of John Oliver explaining what, how false everything Donald Trump said about it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, well, you're using a comedian for an argument. And by the way, your pussy hat is stupid and idiot exclamation point. And that's the end. That's their argument. So 
uh, we're at a point now where I am really starting to agree with you, Driftglass. There's no reaching that group and until that group, they're humiliated. And that group is called. And once they're humiliated, they'll come back twice they'll as angry. They'll come back twice as angry with, with a brand new – well, it is. It's Fox News using the Men in Black flashlight. Right. And erasing their brain. And, and I was never so sure as today – uh-huh. Right after the Comey hearing, seeing all caps, game over, exclamation point, Comey uh, leaked and Comey, who's, by the way, he's a private citizen. He didn't leak. He leaked his own. He released a memo that he wrote to a friend yeah. of his. His to own give notes. To the media, his own right. note, <laughs> a note that he wrote during work time. That's not a leak. Um, and uh, he also uh, apparently uh, did not, and this is where we're going to get into the analysis of this, um, didn't immediately tell everyone that the president of the United States was guilty of obstruction of justice. He didn't run out and do that. Therefore, Trump's completely vindicated. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, you know, if uh, someone breaks into your house and steals your television set and the chief of police doesn't come to your house and tell you that it happened. It still happened. The yeah. crime was still committed. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, that's it's game over. It's game over! Exclamation point. So well, well. First of all, I don't. I haven't. I don't describe it. I've described it as various forms of diseases, especially a lot of retrovirus. Mm-hmm. Conservatism, Republicanism, is the virus that weakens every other part of our democracy immune system. It wrecks everything it touches and it weakens everything it touches and it makes possible all these other parasitic diseases to pop up right and left. But it's also a, a massive dissociative disorder. Mm-hmm. It is I will not see what's right in front of me. I just refuse to do it. And then your whole personality sort of becomes this curdled, ingrown, hateful thing because you have to defend your right to lie to yourself about what's plainly obvious in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. poisons everything. And but the thing is, it's 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 no longer a personality disorder when it's shared by 60 million people. Yep. 32%. 32% are always there, just ready and, to ready to go to bat for Trump no matter how much he hurts them personally. Right. And this is the thing. Um, people who are too young to be involved are excluded from this statement. But there are no civilians in this war anymore. Right, right. There are people who are too stupid or too checked out or too blissed out on the Cardassians to notice any of this. Uh, I don't care about those people. Mm-hmm. If you if if you cannot see that your country's on fire, if you can't, you know, raise yourself up two inches from the tube to notice that that your democracy is directly being threatened from inside, then I have no sympathy for you. And then there's just the two sides. Yeah. Um and there are no civilians anywhere. There's no neutral ground. There's no there's no um demilitarized area. Mm-hmm. There are bad people who are Republicans who are part of the problem. And there's everyone else who's part of the solution. Mm -hmm. And there really aren't anybody. There's no anyone who's still trying to pretend there's a middle is part of the problem. But this is where I want to just get into it briefly. How we stay sane, because we've had a couple of letters this week. We're not going to read them because they're personal. Uh Um, But talking about uh, facing depression, facing issues of uh, overwhelm. Uh Um, I know that Joanne Reed did a tweet about just feeling like that there's this national... Uh, devastation, mental devastation that you can't escape from. She did; those aren't the exact words she used, 
Um, but someone replied to her about that, that just this sort of national breakdown of sanity uh, and said that the reply I really loved. It was about being in a chorus and holding a long note and that we all take turns uh-huh. and some of us have to stop singing for a moment and take a breath yeah or two aware that the rest of us are carrying the note for you Mm -hmm. and that our turn will come to take a breath and so that if you need to take a breath you you take a breath you don't suffocate to keep the note going because there are millions of us out there um, got a very nice note from a woman, a uh, little thank you note. It was so cute. It had flowers on the front. It was just, ah. it was, I, I loved it because I love when I get those kind of things where people have, a, I know I'm that woman who has a box of thank you notes on her desk, right? Um, and it, but it was to thank us for the podcast. And she's in Ohio, which is my state of birth. I was born uh-huh. in Ravenna. Um, and saying that, you know, she's surrounded, her neighbors have still have Trump signs in their yards. And uh, that this podcast is her transition from the insane week to the slightly less insane weekend. (laughs) And we're glad to be that. But um, that she's able that she sees our podcast as a respite. And I want all of you to know that for us talking to you as a respite and hearing from you as a respite. So don't feel like you're going at this alone. And particularly um, be aware that Blue Gal, who, you know, I come across, I realize, as a brave person who's willing to shout the truth and put out a podcast every week, uh, write posts at Crooks and Liars every week, um, and am not shy on Twitter about calling things out. But I get to the point, and you guys need to know this, I get uh-huh. to the point where my husband has to peel me away from Twitter because I am sobbing. I am sitting in front of the laptop going, gasping for air and feeling hopeless and powerless and devastated and unsure how to climb out of that pit of depression. Uh And what I really need to do is step away and take a breath. Yeah, exactly. And when I do that, and maybe the breath is an evening, maybe it's an hour, uh, I have gotten in the habit since um, election day of literally taking a Sabbath where Sunday I do not write. I do not uh, do a lot of tweeting. Um, I stay off email and my laptop isn't closed all day long and I'm not off my phone all day long, but I am consciously handling it differently than I do the rest of the week. And I'm, I am really taking a break from it. Um, And it's important to find that space because if you don't and it overwhelms you, then you're of no use to the revolution. <laughs> yeah. Does that help? I hope I hope I I hope I've been clear about that. But just so well, you I'm, know, yeah. you know, you I I know that people think of me and think of people like me as being the strong one who goes out and does this all the time. I'm right there with you. This is just as devastating. When I hear heard about LIHEAP, I got LIHEAP in 2008. I mm-hmm. got help paying my heating bills. Uh, I was that poor and I it's very rare in Illinois and other states for someone who's not a senior to be able to get uh, heating assistance. And, and actually, in future years, they just cut it off because there was no money. You know, after the budget cuts came in, uh, 
what was it? Um, not those automatic budget cuts. What did they call those? Oh yeah, sequester. Sequester. Yeah. As soon as the sequester hit, uh, not even every senior in Illinois was able to get heating assistance. And it was a lottery, and you could not go into the heating assistance office to um, apply. But in person, you had to call and get through on the phone. And if and I just stood there. I used Skype. I used my home phone, and I used my cell phone to continually dial the LIHEAP office, you know, 300 times. And I still didn't get through. In 2010, I didn't get through. I, I, you couldn't get through to the LIHEAP office to get money. And and they, they the way that's how they literally uh, rationed rationed off the aid, yeah. rationed off heating aid for people who were too poor to pay their heating bills. Yep. So uh, when I read about things like that, uh, to me it's devastating. Not for me because I have Skype and a cell phone and a home phone. And technical capability to continually dial and continually try. And once, if I get through to, I have an education and a folder and proof and know how to deal with bureaucracies. And I think of all the seniors, (laughs) the seniors that you see at the pharmacy who are there to pick up their prescriptions and they're in order to verify that it's their prescription, you ask for their home address. The person behind the counter asks for their home address and they can't recite their home address to you. Right. They're, because they're mentally not able to do that. Right. Uh, is just heartbreaking. And so there are, and, and so for all of the people, you know, I tend to I tend to take on the the hurt of the world sometimes. And uh, it's important to take a break, listen to the music and breathe in so that you have a chance to sing again. That's really, really important. Off my soapbox. Well, <laughs> flip side of that is. Yeah. Don't worry. War will be here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It, it's it's it. This is not the work of uh, one person or one year or one generation. Right. Uh, this is a we've taken a massive step backwards uh, on a long road. Well, and, and we're taking lots of step backwards. And I think it's a very conscious effort on the part of Trump and the Republican Party. To have to. To not only block everything that Barack Obama did, but now to deconstruct everything that he was able to do. This is really conscious. The the Labor Department undid all of the um, sort of, I think they were executive orders, but workers' protection orders where you couldn't be fired for being a a whistleblower in the private sector. There were different things. They just just erased it all. The the Secretary of Labor just said no. Um, And and I did want to have, we did have one piece of good news. Um, about bipartisanship, Drift Glass. There was bipartisanship in the country this week. Uh, The Kansas legislature, of all Ah. people, Republican majority Kansas legislature, excuse me, legislature, Mm -hmm. voted to raise taxes to reverse Sam Brownback's massive tax cuts of 2010, uh, 2012, excuse me. That wrecked their economy. That wrecked their economy. And wrecked their businesses and wrecked their roads and wrecked, especially wrecked their schools and their public education and public colleges. And in a bipartisan vote with lots of Republicans peeled off and the minority voting in solidarity to get the taxes back on track and to get the revenue back on track, uh, they voted uh, to override his veto and is now a veto-proof majority in favor of fiscal responsibility. That's what we're talking about, and that's how you talk about it. Uh Fiscal responsibility. 
And uh, Sam Brownback then huffed and puffed and signed an abortion font bill, <laughs> which the Kansas legislature had passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a bill requiring abortion clinics in Kansas, uh, you know, all all 1.3 of them, right, yep. Yep. Uh, to um, give women seeking abortion care a uh, document, uh, clearly telling them they're going to hell or whatever it's going to tell them. Uh-huh. And uh, this bill requires the clinic to print this off on white paper in 12-point Times New Roman font that is legislated, the uh-huh. font size of the documentation. And uh, Sam Brownback signed that into law. So if that's not um, a nuisance law to get the Kansas Planned Parenthood people into court to diminish their resources, I don't know what is. But uh, in the meantime, the uh, fiscal responsibility has uh, taken over Kansas, at least temporarily. You're listening to the Professional Left Podcast, professionalleft.blogspot.com. FYI, the one thing we haven't talked about is the hearing. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to be finished up. Yes, this is the portion of our of our podcast that we like to call James Comey's hostile workplace environment. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 let let's start with saying that when he opened his hearing, I thought he was going to read the statement that was released yesterday. I was so glad he didn't. But when he talked at the very beginning about being fired, I thought he was going to cry. I did too. I really, did you really? I, exact, I thought exactly that. And and I, I believe me, I recognized the slight catch in his voice mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to take a little running start and, and say that yesterday, the only thing I want to note about yesterday, because this was the sort of lead up, was that um, Dan Coates and Mike Rogers, Mike Rogers, who should definitely be played by Alan Tudyk in the movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely yep. be played by him. He's got the whole, yeah. you know, I don't know how Mike Rogers, if he studied Alan's tapes, if he's sort of, you know, rehearsed on his videos, but he's he does an excellent <laughs> imitation. Alan Tudyk, he does an Alan Tudyk imitation. Is it's, that what it's, you're saying? It's, it's absolutely, it's it's spot on. Well, Alan Tudyk can do that um, that nervous kind of. He's very good uh, at that shy nervousness. That, yeah, yeah, that definitely uh, is was on evidence yesterday. It was. Yeah, but but the the point being that uh, they were asked point blank about Donald Trump's um, request, order, admonition. Uh, 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 assistance uh, request 911 call to them about maybe running interference, maybe doing something he shouldn't be doing, uh, maybe helping them participate in obstruction of justice. And they refused to answer the question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was not a classified matter. It was not a matter that they uh, uh, was that they would take up under closed session. It was um, not anything that they had sworn never to talk about. Uh, it, it was they were fully within. It was fully within the responsibility of the oversight authority of the Senate to ask them those questions and demand answers. And they basically told the Senate to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel like answering it. And I, I could hear somewhere far away Bill Clinton saying, what? Wait a minute. You mean, you mean you're under oath and you can just tell Ken Starr, fuck you, I'm not answering your questions, dumbass? You know, I don't feel like it. You know why? I don't feel like it. It was well, absolute contempt of Congress. It was. was just flat out contempt of Congress. Yep. And the the reason they got away with it, I firmly believe, is the Republican majority will not hold their own responsibility exactly. for exactly. anything. Exactly. But they just yep. basically gave the finger to Congress and said, yeah, we know the answer. We're not going to tell you because we don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. 
And well, and, and I want to say, well, there is, there's another side to that as well. The part about we will tell you in closed session, sure. which is let's everyone acknowledge here that we have an insane person in the White House right. and that if it doesn't happen on TV, it didn't happen. Right. So we don't want President Crazy Pants Yelling to see us on TV tattling on him. Right. We'll tattle on him in private, but we don't want him to see this on TV. We want him to see us being loyal mm-hmm. because he's a mob boss, which yeah. many people have said you've said and a lot of other people have said uh, over the past uh, 48 hours. He's a mob boss yeah. and he will, you know, we will swim with the fishes if he sees us on television saying we're afraid of him. Ratting him out. So we're going to say he never did nothing to make us afraid of him. Oh, did no. Nothing. No, did, did, didn't do in nothing. In the meantime, they are broadcasting. I mean, this, this happened in the Comey hearing as well. They the unsaid is the said, right? right? Uh, okay, we can't talk about what's in the Washington Post. We can't, can't talk about it. Talk, no, really, I can't. can't you, know, it. you, you told uh, friends. You, you, yeah, the right. Washington Post was reporting you told friends yep. about this. I can't talk about it. Is yeah, it classified? You, there's, nah. there's 17 sources that heard you say, yeah. you know, your mother is a whore. I never said that. I never said nothing. <laughs> I don't, I can't talk about no whore. It's all due respect. Right. <laughs> Whatever your mother does in private is her business, you know? <laughs> She's she's beautiful and she's she's a lick in my pants right now. <laughs> I won't go talk about it. And it's it's just it really is. I mean, I, I put this 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 uh, video up several times, but this is the trial of Michael Corleone. Right. It is. This it really is. is just. Oh yep. what? No, I no. Mike's not in charge of anything. No, no, that's me. I just told I just sell that. olive oil. That's all I do. Is I'm an just, olive oil dealer. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. you know it's it's, yeah. uh, it's. I lied to the FBI. <laughs> it's Frankie Pantangela. I just yeah. made up a bunch of shit and told people yep. things they wanted to hear. Yep. And yep. and and you know who's making and because they couldn't find Vincenzo Pantangeli. <laughs> uh, to hold over Comey's head. Instead, a group called Great America Alliance put Newt together. Gingrich. A, Newt Gingrich. Yeah. Newt Gingrich, Rudy Giuliani, and Tony Lahern. Yeah. Um, the uh, I believe I described her as like um, Aryan Strike Forces It Girl of 2007. <laughs> uh, you know, blonde, Nazi, tit shaker. Was on her way up until she mentioned that maybe abortions weren't horrible. Then they disowned her. But but the that cluster of Trump advisors, filthy, lying, scumbag, uh, also the future husband or the husband of the future Vatican ambassador. Right. Uh, right. Puts together this hit piece on Comey. I've never heard of anything like this. I've never heard of anybody kneecapping a witness with a with commercial. an ad with a commercial the day before paid, they, they testified. No, no, no. It's so much worse than that. Yeah. Paid for by a nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. That this is this is why once we get power once the democratic party gets power and i realize i've heard seven ways to sundays folks Mm -hmm. about how oh yeah you guys talk your values but the dnc doesn't yeah fuck the dnc all right we're the democratic party and we will make them they only do what we make them do right so all these phone calls that folks are making about health care and about preserving your insurance we need to have uh, two thirds of the passion about that right. when it comes to overturning Citizens United. And that's got to be number one with a bullet when we get into power is election reform, election day's a holiday, automatic voter registrations in 50 states, uh, 50 state strategy, all yep. of those things. 
starting with Citizens United because they paid for that ad on the backs of taxpayers. That is a tax-free organization engaging in witness tampering, engaging in denigration, public, very public mm-hmm. denigration of a witness before a Congress. They're interfering in a congressional testimony. And they don't care. And they don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this town needs an enemy. Right. This town needs an enema. That's what... <laughs> That's what Jack Nicholson said. So that brings uh, us up to the back Comey to work, day. No, we want to talk about the workplace hostility. Oh, yeah, yes, because, exactly. Um, I, I, when I heard uh, you know, a con- uh, Senator ask Comey about, well, why didn't you just say to him when he said, I hope you can see, see clear to letting this go, why didn't you just turn to him and say no? Yes, don't touch uh, my hair. <laughs> And lots of lots of people on Twitter are saying, "Yeah, why can't you stand up to Trump?" Yeah, was <laughs> all these Republican senators saying, "Why didn't you just stand up to him?" Yeah, why don't you go first, right? Um, but it reminded me of you know what happens when you're touched inappropriately at work yeah. when a woman is touched inappropriately at work and. Uh, Allison Camerota talked about what happened to her when uh, Roger Ailes said to her in a closed door meeting with just the two of them, uh, you and I are going to have to work together if you want your career to advance here at Fox News. And that means we're going to meet at a hotel. Yeah. Uh, And she had an out of body experience of you just leave mentally, you check out. Yes. And uh, because if you don't, you'll lose your job. Yep. And if you don't, you'll start to cry. And if you don't, you might start to scream. And, and it's <laughs> all surreal. of these things are bad. And it's surreal. You don't, part of you doesn't believe this is happening. And part of you shuts down right. to protect your psyche Until from you the can... emotional rape that you just went through in your eardrums. Right. And the and part of you just needs to get to a place to process your feelings. Exactly. Get out and of especially that. Especially when it's workplace and it's yeah. your paycheck and it's your career. And, you know, James Comey, we we've gone back and forth with Drift Strickless because in some media outlets he's reported as being six foot eight. Right. Uh, and you insist, no, he's six foot seven. He's the, a little wee wee of a he's man. He's a little man. He's, he's a, little a little man compared to Driftglass. He's not he's not tall as I am. Maybe uh, with the, maybe with the hair, he's six eight. The the hair and the heels, right? Yeah. <laughs> the dress shoes. Well, and that, wearing, there's the point. Are you wearing lifts, James Comey? There's because... the point. Look at what he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, he had yeah. it coming, Blue Gal. He had <laughs> it coming. That's that's the Republican argument. Yeah. You oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, he, and, why didn't he just quit his job right then and there if he felt so threatened? Yeah. Right. Uh, because he uh, loved his job, because he loved his career, because he loved the FBI, and because been, he was good at it, because he liked his coworkers. This. We've all been, we've been there. Folks I, have been I, there. I have been And you've this. been there. You've been there. I've been there several times. I've been at a job I loved and was good at, working for an absolute fucking monster who made my life miserable. And, um, and with coworkers that also knew that that boss made everyone miserable. Yeah. And, and who was just a fucking awful person. And uh, my option and my option was quit or put up with it. Those are the two things. And at the time, it was important for me professionally. And because I, I, I thought the work I was doing was very important, I just sort of dug in. And, and, and he was just a fucking sadist. He was just an absolute thug. On I, the I remember because I knew you when when you were fired from that job. It was yeah. actually right the day that uh, Barack Obama was inaugurated was your last day on the job. Just about like a within a week. Just about. Yeah. And uh, 
this person was very much very trumpish in that oh god yeah he, yeah you know he not only wanted to fire you but he wanted to make sure he lied about you as you walked out the door yes he right? wanted to trash my reputation after right. i left it wasn't just get no. out of my sight it was i have to be right about you right. and so the quality of your work uh has to be uh trashed right so that you don't ha- you can't get a job anywhere else and if um, this had not been the third time this had happened, right, me, right, right, um, it wouldn't sting so bad. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. you know, I'm I'm like James Comey. You're 56 years old, and you've never had an asshole say this, boss. Apparently, because no, this apparently is apparently not. Yeah. Well, welcome yeah. to the private sector, baby. Right. Exactly. You know, this is what millions of workers, speaking of labor protection, yeah. go through yeah. every day on the job. They work for monsters. They work for somebody's fucking brother-in-law, or somebody sleeping with somebody. Or some hideously unqualified lunatic has conned the owner into letting them just run wild over the place. Or they've just been there forever. Mm-hmm. They've promoted up through the ranks. But millions of people in this country work for horrible, horrible bosses who are manifestly incompetent, unqualified, and stupid. And they they suck it up and they take it because, A, not a lot more options out there. And, right. B, uh, maybe they love what they do. Maybe what, what they do is important. Or maybe their mortgage – or paying yeah. for their kids' orthodontia or buying groceries this week is it's important, important to them. Than their pride. Right, right. right. And right. so they suck it up. And that's and suddenly Comey's in the middle of that. Suddenly he went from having the perfect boss. Mm-hmm. That with me twice. We talked about you know race and law enforcement, and then he said goodbye. That was it. He was calm. Is this? He did the thing with the Loretta Lynch, and I thought you know we're going to parse some words. And then the fucking monster showed up. Then the worst boss in history comes rolling in, and the first thing he does is start just fucking everybody over. Yeah, and and I I would argue with you about the Loretta Lynch thing because yeah. I feel as though um, had uh, Loretta Lynch stayed on under Hillary, she'd probably be gone by now, and that they're pro not the meeting on the tarmac seems kind of innocuous, but. It does seem to me as though um, there was a lot of pressure on every side of the every side of the argument about this election uh-huh. to because uh, everyone was under investigation, you know, and, yes. and we didn't know about Trump, but right. we knew about Hillary. Yep. And so there was a desire on the part of the White House to protect Hillary. Yes. And uh, I think she probably did over. It's nothing like what Trump did, but I do think she probably stepped over a line. With yeah. Comey. I yes. think she probably did. I think she probably did. Uh, but here's the deal. Hillary Clinton, A, isn't president of the United States. Nope. And B, isn't tweeting self-incriminating 140-character messages every other day. No, every other hour. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So um, really getting into this about, well, the whataboutism, what about Hillary and her no, 80 to 100 violations of the emolument clause? There's no, again, there's no point. In, <laughs> there's, there really is no. <laughs> no point in having anything to do with these people anymore. Um, well, and the number of times in 2009 from January to the summer that you heard, well, George Bush isn't president anymore. Right. So you can't say anything about George W. Uh, Bush. Again, let me, right. let me, let me, there's no point in having any yep. con- conversation with any of these people at all. They're right. mole people. They're yep. pig people. They're brainwashed allies of our enemies. And they will do and say anything on earth to piss you off. Well, they, it's they Michelle Malkin syndrome. You know? They don't care. Who? 
Michelle they who? They, yeah. they, sh- they literally don't give a shit about this country at all. Yeah. As long as yeah. liberals die first and in yep. tears, yep. that will make them happy. That's all that will make them happy. And, it's the, and, and it's, the, it's the air pollution argument. No, I'm for air pollution. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So wrapping, getting you know too wrapped up with these people on any social media is for me just a waste of time. There's, there's, you're not talking, and I'm, I'm sorry to sound like Eric Trump, and I, I'm doing this on purpose. I'm not talking to someone I consider a fully competent adult human being. I'm not, talking not, to, not inhuman. I'm talking to a but, child. I'm talking right. To a you're robot. talking to someone who's, who's not competent as a voter, and not competent just, as a political debater. No, yes. except they're competent as a pundit. They well, have, and, they have been and shaped. That's something and, that two, two, two hours ago, Mo Brooks was brought on television, you know, to say. That Comey's testimony cleared Donald Trump. But every and, fucking Republican in the country sounds like Mo Brooks. They, yeah, they're they all do. they're they all do. Fox yeah. News pundits now. They're uh, they all just you know bark 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 repeat whatever you know Sean Hannity says today. Bark bark bark. And the fact that it has completely contradicts what they said yesterday, they don't care about that. There there really isn't any point any longer in in treating these people uh, like citizens, like fellow citizens. They're 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 people we are forced by horrifying circumstances to occupy the same country with who are dedicated to making us miserable and fucking this country up. And the mm-hmm. only question is, what is the most efficient way to contain the threat and to minimize it as quickly and efficiently as possible? That literally is the only question. Uh, because again, while Donald, while, while Comey was talking, saying that Donald Trump's a liar, the reason I took these notes is because I figured he's a liar. I've never taken notes on any other president ever in my life because they weren't crazy, but he is. Uh, he did he obstruct justice? Hey, I leave that to the prosecutor to figure out. But I've set the table. I've tucked the napkin in under the plate. I've filled the wine glasses. You figure out if dinner's being called, okay? Right, right. Uh, that's right. not on me. But every single thing he did was point to the Trump administration, starting from the top, and say this is a fucking corrupt criminal enterprise, mm-hmm. and it is. Yeah. And and there is no point in pretending otherwise there's no point in pretending rodney davis is a decent human being rodney davis is a shit and needs to go if you're a member of the republican party you're a shit and and you can either reform and at this point i don't care if you reform in the windsock rick wilson fashion <laughs> or if you actually have a come to jesus moment and go holy shit what the fuck have i been doing for 30 years um i i have because windsocks, you know, they're they they're just political hacks. Whoever pays the freight, wherever the money is, that's where they'll be. But it is long past time to stop cutting anyone on the right any slack at all. The presumption should be you're a horrible lying sack of shit, and everything you say from this point forward is going to be a lie or deflection or some little scheme to make me sad. And all I care about is making and, sh- and when it all falls apart and you well, have put, nothing left but ashes, put funny hats turn on. around and say, I'm a conservatarian. Conservatarian. I, I know, had no idea who Donald Trump was. <laughs> and hat tip to the person who pointed that out to us, that there's now a group called the Conservatarians. Mike K. Oh, my gosh. Mike K. Oh, Mike K. You mean Mike K of Bun Bun Stew fame? I believe so. I'm not sure, yes. but I believe so. Bun Bun Stew. Yes. Mike K did send us the conservatarian ad. Uh, conservatarians are the new um, Tea Party, apparently. And what they're going to find out is all of their lifeboats have been burned yes. by Blue Gal. I'm going to do it. Blue Gal. And, right. and uh, uh, I know we're running short on time, so I will we commend are. to people a piece I wrote 
literally <laughs> between the beginning of this podcast and the end of the hearing uh-huh. uh, called The Rhyme of the Ancient Maverick. Ah, yes. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> for me, just for me, the perfect metaphor for uh-huh. the hearing, for at least part of the hearing, was John McCain's wandering, doddering, meandering, confused, cranky. I said, he, he, he reminds me of some guy who's wandered into a Persian restaurant and rather than figuring out where he's at, he just keeps barking at the wait staff about where's my damn hamburger. <laughs> and, and, well, Carolee would argue with you very vociferously that this was conscious and that he consciously and he did. He consciously injected Hillary hate into the conversation oh, yeah. I, I or the base. That. He did do that. That was conscious. Uh, he also appeared to be uh, out of his element and a little confused. Uh Mikkel, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, M-I-K-E-L, Gillette, tweeted, um, Kamala Harris says, let's talk about Sessions. John Cornyn says, let's talk about Hillary. (laughs) Marco Rubio says, let's talk about me. And John McCain goes, bingo! (laughs) No, but that's... That for me was sort of the John McCain, um, if, I, if you if you don't mind me quoting myself, uh, is the last survivor of David Brooks's imaginary reasonable Republican yeah. tontine. Yeah. A tontine, by the way, is a group life insurance policy where the sole survivor collects the money. Oh, wow. And and the imaginary Republican reasonable Republican tontine is the is the bullshit that we've been hearing about for a quarter century from the right, from from reasonable Republicans. There's always a reasonable Republican Party right around the corner. And and. and- until it's time to lick Donald Trump's boots, right. and then he's a reliable Republican. That's right. And 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 so we've been told for a very long time through the Bush administration, mm-hmm. through the Clinton years, through the Benghazi, 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 that don't worry, right around the corner, there's this reasonable Republican that the party that's coming. And no, mm-hmm. the the last defender, the last survivor of that lie was mm-hmm. was John McCain, who was doddered yep. out of the room and put in a in a nice corner. With pudding cups and matlock reruns, uh, there is no reasonable Republican Party. There is yep. none at all. There's just the actual Republican Party. The actual Republican Party is a travesty. It's a yep. mob of traitors and cowards and lunatics. And they were on trial today. And Drift Glass, Rachel Maddow herself, who welcome back, we're glad she's healthy, uh, tweeted this afternoon that what Senator McCain was saying is that the FBI should investigate if Hillary Clinton colluded with the Russians to hurt her own campaign yes, because she didn't really want to be president enough. That's <laughs> Other than that last part, that's exactly what I, I, I tweeted myself. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, you're – but it, it's, it's – there's this old senile crackpot Republican – party mm-hmm. that remembers mm-hmm. the good old days, but there were no good old days. Right. And then there's the real Republican Party. And the real Republican Party are are monsters. Well, they're Koch brother monsters. Yeah. And they want the money and they want the tax cuts, goddammit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're willing to do anything to eviscerate uh, the common good for cash. Yes. Yeah. But right. they, they, made a, we... they made it one tactical mistake. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, as a coup de grace, um, they made Donald Trump their president. Exactly. And exactly. and now yeah. rather than a nice leisurely stroll up to um, feudalism, getting yeah. rid of this, getting rid of that under some sort of, you know, cardboard cutout Jeb Bush Republican. Mm-hmm. Now they're in a race because they have to get all their, their crazy destroy America shit through before President Stupid completely blows up and takes them all down. Yep. So now they're in a sprint. And you know what? Mitch McConnell doesn't look like much of a sprinter. No. Nope, not going to happen. You don't have the legs for it. Anyway, each week. Each week, 
We post to our Facebook page and website an internet kitty sent in by you, the listeners, Drift Glass. We have a Chicago kitty this week. Oh, my God. This week's internet kitty is Ulysses. Ulysses is a feral cat. Uh, they trap, neuter, and release these cats, and they're in a colony of three uh, Ulysses is, uh, with his siblings, helps keep rodents away at the church. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So TNR stands for Trap Neuter Release, not the New Republic. Okay. <laughs> I think it's good to know. Good information. <laughs> Thank you, Blue Cow. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a mouse hunter uh-huh. and also lives up in the rooftop community garden of the church. So he's very busy. He is part of a Cats at Work program in Chicago. You see, even cats are trying to make the world a better place. We knew that. You can send your internet kitty to us, and they feed him. You know, he looks very healthy. Yeah. Ulysses looks like he's in really good. He's yeah. got a good gig over here. I'm very okay? active with my church, okay? <laughs> yes, that's right. You can send your internet kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We do love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. And don't forget our Amazon link at our website. We believe in buying local, and we also believe in shopping Amazon with our link if your alternative is a big box store. Uh, Last Saturday, Junior Dude graduated from high school. He did. Uh, We're doing this trip this weekend to see family. And then uh, Fourth of July weekend, we launched the kids on a trip with their dad. Uh, And we will be kid-free for the month of July, at which time we will catch up on our thank you notes. Yes, we will. Be aware that we know we're behind. People have sent me yarn. People have sent me uh, all kinds of goodies, um, books on tape and different things. And I'm very grateful for all those gifts. Uh, and I'm I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> I promise I'm going to get back to you. I put We sorted all these papers this week. And I now have a shoebox with letters to write. So we'll get to you. And we love you. And thank you for your generosity. Uh, please share our show on Facebook or Twitter. And thank you for doing that. Hey, Drift Glass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, representatives for the Internet Kitties wish to reiterate that they have now been completely vindicated. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the wine and the crying, the shooting and the dying and the flower and the switch play night. Let's think about living. Left podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2017 Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.